Welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, episode number five. My name is Crystal and I'm the creator of the Gentle Counselor. I provide online resources to support the mental health and well-being of parents and children. In today's podcast episode, we have a special guest, Jackie Bruggeman from Inspired Mummies, and she's joining me today to talk about morning rituals and self-care. Welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, Jackie. Yay, thanks for having me, Crystal. It was absolutely my pleasure. So, Jackie, let's talk a little bit about you. You are also a former primary school teacher who decided to say goodbye to the traditional career and instead live out your highest values being a present and fellow conscious parent. Uh, Jackie, you now have an online wellness program designed to empower families to create their healthiest life. You are a mum of three wildlings, and I know that you are so passionate about providing families with resources and inspiration and advice to live more consciously while also staying real and raw and partnering this with your ability to coach women to create an online income and empowering them to unleash their limitless self. I mean, is there any more of an amazing intro? Thank you. (laughs) It's cool hearing it reminds me of what I've done and what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it helps when you hear it from sort of like a third person perspective. Exactly. And you're like, yes, I do do all those things. I am that amazing. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about um, mental health and well-being and what that means to you. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think mental health is kind of, is is the everything, right? Mm-hmm. Without our mental health and well-being, we can't flourish in the other areas of our life. Um, for me, growing up in a family that had some pretty severe mental health issues and still does, um, seeing grandparents and uncles and and parents go through um, some stuff that definitely wasn't fun and, you know, no child should have to go through. It it taught me what I had to do to look after myself, to look after my mental health. Um, And um, yeah, just just that it always has to come first. And look, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at all, ever, Um, but I just am aware uh, and I have sort of the support around me to remind me when I'm not being aware of what needs to happen to look after my mental health. Yes, definitely. And when it's been stigmatized for so long and you've either grown up not knowing about it because some people are lucky enough, I suppose, to not be affected by it either personally or in their family or they're like us where we've grown up around it because it's been an issue either directly with the family member or ourselves. And you're right. There just needs to be so much more awareness and letting go of any shame or hiding it because how else are we supposed to get help and support to move on? Are there any mental health concerns that you have, whether it's about yourself or um, a society kind of issue? 
Yeah. Look, I think society in general, there's a big issue. And I'm, I am um, proud of people in the social media world who are bringing light to it um, and lifting that veil, that darkness. Uh, I think it's a really powerful thing to do and to be a part of. Um, for me, my passion and what I see being a mum mostly is women um, and mums, you know, where played with that expectation of doing it all all the time and being all things to everyone um you know that perfectionism and not complaining and not asking for help and raising babies as well as working full time um i just see that it's you know it's a big epidemic i suppose that we need to um bring focus to and um there is change happening out there women like you and I who have said no to the traditional way so we can live our values as well as provide for our family. But I think there's a lot of work to be done to, to really um, make a change in that area. Definitely. I agree. There is finally seems to be a sort of shift happening where everyone is starting to feel a bit more brave, I guess, and speaking up about it or maybe comfortable is a better word because there is now this environment where I guess you feel safe, especially when, you know, it's like us making friends online with the most random person. And then you're talking regularly almost every day. And then all these wonderful communities are created online because we don't have that physical tribe around us anymore. We all live in our own houses separate from each other, or we're busy with our own lives and don't get to get Mm -hmm. together. Or I don't know about you, but for me, because of the way I wanted to parent I found it really hard going to like any of the government sort of initiatives or random little music and baby classes because I found it was really hard to find people with sort of like-minded morals and values um, rather than feeling sort of pressured by everyone else and their expectations so sometimes it's tricky just to find your people and who you feel you can trust and talk with yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. You know, one of my best friends is five minutes away and we're lucky to see each other monthly, two months, you know, every second month because of <laughs> yeah. how busy life is. Um, and it's taken me oh, nearly four years of living in the town, actually four years living in the town we're living in to find that person who I didn't know in school or something like that, that was my people. Um, you know, that I can be my crazy, wild, funny self, as well as being my tree-hugging, crunchy mama self around. Yes, and I've noticed that as I've, I don't know if it's because I'm growing up like age-wise or if it's growing into my motherhood role, that yeah, parts of my personality are changing or I'm sort of going back to what I used to naturally enjoy as a child before, you know, society or whatever kind of crushed that down inside of me. And yeah, like that crunchiness or just yeah embracing spirituality even and things like that it's so nice to feel or find those safe spaces to come out and people to connect with that get it or at least allow you to be yourself Mm, yeah they they give you that space even if it's not their belief or you know their passion um finding those people who are just cool with whatever it is you're doing Exactly, because it doesn't mean you necessarily have to agree on everything, but at least if you're being respectful, and sure, you do you.
tell me a little bit more about your own um, journey with mental health. Yeah, for sure, Crystal. So something that um, I don't share a lot of on like the pre stuff um, on social media or platforms like that, but I'm, am passionate about sharing our vulnerability. And this is probably something that's come up after the, over the last 12 months um, of hitting my rock bottom as a mama, I suppose, last year, um, that you need to be vulnerable, that you can share your story without having that. So my thing on my shoulder is that, you know, oh, you're being a victim. Don't play into the victim mindset, the victim, you know, um, just habits. I never wanted to be that person, uh, having grown up the way I grew up. So never really shared any of this sort of thing until last year. I realized that I can share the struggles of, you know, my emotional health and parenting and stuff like that in a way that will give somebody else the gift. So, um, you know, that's why I was willing to share this with you and your audience because I, I see the power in that. So for me, obviously, like I shared, um, mental health was something that was really prominent in our family growing up and um, also and still as an adult now. But for me, it really came to head a, around 21. Um, I uh, was diagnosed, as they say, with depression. I was actually put on some really heavy medication that I should never have been put on because the doctor just went, I know your family history. This is what's wrong with you. There you go. Off you go. Oh, no. um, yeah. Like no bloods, nothing like that done. And it turned me into a zombie. I had constant nausea. Um, and lucky my mum is a very strong woman and she dragged me home. Um, with love and took me to the family doctor who ran blood tests and I have Hashimoto's, which is a, a thyroid condition. Wow. So Hashis are very like depression. Um, so I had all of those symptoms, but it was just a matter of being on thyroid medication uh, and, you know, then monitoring that and my mental health, you know. Um, so I am so thankful that your mother took you to go and get that second opinion. How terrifying is it sometimes when you think about the influence of doctors and because they are in a position of power. And what if yeah. you didn't have your mum to take you elsewhere? Where like what would have happened? That's absolutely horrible. It is. It was. And it's something that like I lost my faith in gps a little bit at that stage it's coming back but i still my Cairo is my guru love to go to the Cairo over anyone <laughs> else first so um yeah you know that was the first instant that it really um showed that i need to look after this area of my health and then becoming a mum uh you know, that's tough. And we're all excited about the fun stuff and getting to goo and go over this baby, but we don't prepare for the lows. Uh, and wasn't so bad with baby one or baby two, but then we added baby three and whoops a daisy 17 months after baby number two. Uh, and that's when things sort of come unstuck a little bit, I guess. Yes. And I've talked about this before where there still isn't enough being done or said to sort of warn you or at least set you with realistic expectations of what is going to happen. There's so much talk on 
pregnancy and going to doctor's appointments and maintaining your weight or whatever their thing is with you. Um, but then there's, there was nothing more afterwards because I remember on the forms, it would have those boxes where you'd have to tick. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I would always have to tick the one that said depression, but no one was trained in that or no one really knew who to refer me on to because the only thing they kind of did was politely ask in a casual or social way, like, how are you feeling? Or are you feeling depressed? Or they would kind of tell me, you know what to do if you're feeling depressed. Mm. And so it was still all put on me. And of course, there's some point where you have to take ownership and responsibilities for your life. But that's such a privileged way to think if you're not someone that has gone through depression, especially when you've gone into the deep depths of it. And then motherhood is a whole other like story on top of that. And I don't think anything could have prepared me for how, how unbelievably happy I was yet incredibly lonely. And Mm. it's such a full on ride and more needs to be done. There needs to be another step afterwards especially when we're getting all these ridiculous numbers, like one in seven women are being diagnosed with postpartum depression. Cause then I think, well, what about people that maybe aren't going and getting diagnosed? How accurate are those numbers? Plus anxiety is one in four. So already majority of us are going to have that issue come into play. And if we know about it, like why is no one doing more about this? I feel like we've all sort of taken it upon ourselves to speak out about it. And that's kind of the change that's been happening. Definitely. I'm with you there a hundred percent. It's like you get your six week check and then see you later. I was, you know, lucky with baby two and three that I had private midwives and I did that system, but it still drops off at six weeks. Um, And then you're on your own. Yeah. You've just got to work it out by yourself. Yep. Everyone's so focused on the baby, but no, who's taking care of the mother. What did you end up doing or are you doing right now for your mental health? Yeah. So this is my obsession, right? Um, And like I said earlier, I'm not perfect, but I'm so much more conscious of what I need to do every single day. It's not something that I or you can do for a couple of days, a week, a month. This is an everyday multiple times a day it's not glamorous um you know yeah girls weekends away are great to look after yourself except when i went on my last one i actually came back worse because i'm so tired (laughs) (laughs) so it didn't really rejuvenate me at all um but every day um it it is i'm sorry ladies it is moving your body it doesn't have to be sweating it out at the gym or anything like that But moving, going for a walk, even if you've got to take the kids with you. Um, For me, walking is is like something that I want to do every day. And I never loved walking before, like never loved walking before. But now the moment I can get out and go for an hour on my own, I'm gone. Even if I worked out in the morning. So I try to be up every day before the kids. doesn't happen very often. 
my youngest is a 5.30 a.m. awake and ready to party. Um, but I do try really hard to get up before them if I can. Uh, and even if they are up, I'm totally okay with those kids watching cartoons while I can look after myself first. So that's working out um, and having a shower, girls, with the baby in a rocker in the shower and get in the shower and wash your hair it is okay if they're upset for one moment. Um, that's something I've, I have never, ever missed a shower in the morning because that's my like biggest priority. It makes me feel sane. I so totally I feel that, you on that. Yes. Yeah, just do it, girls. Do it. Um, I think there was a young mum when I was a teenager who was struggling and didn't want her baby to cry. And that taught me then from before I had kids. Wow, that kid could cry for two minutes, you know, jump in, have a quick shower. It's okay. They will cuddle you and love you when you're smelling nice after your shower. So that's okay. Um, eating well uh, is like ice cream and chocolate. Uh, my favorite thing in the whole wide world, but I just find ways that I can eat them. That fills my cup and doesn't make me feel crappy after I eat them. So making my own chocolate and ice cream doesn't always happen, but Friday nights is treat night. Go for it. Eat the ice cream, girls. Uh, feeding your mind. So I'm a podcast, obviously, fan, as well as audiobooks. Um, my list is long. I've just finished listening to The Super Attractor, which wasn't too bad. Not my normal type of book, but I did really enjoy it. Um, learning and asking for help, right? We have to ask for help. And that's probably one of the hardest things. You know, I remember saying to my husband after having a really low time in March last year about wanting to get up and walk in the morning. And he, I'm really blessed. My hubby works from home. We brought him home last year. And he was like, well, why don't you wake me up so you can go? Because he loves his sleep. Like he could sleep all day, that man. Um, <laughs> and he's like, just ask, just wake me up. And I was like, oh. Yeah, true. He said, I can't read your mind. If you need me to do something, ask, because they are wired differently, right? They're not looking at the house and this and thinking, oh, I need to tidy up. They're just not wired like we are. So we have to retrain them to start with and just ask for help, even if it's not hubby. Um, one of my girlfriends who lives nearby has five children. But we have a rule that if she needs it, drop the kids off. Like I can handle five kids. I'm a former school teacher and she can handle my three. So if you've got a girlfriend nearby and you asking them for help, if it's the first time, we'll give them permission to ask you for help when they need the help as well. So yes, I love that so much. That's such a good point. That's so true. Yeah. I think we're, we're fearful, like, oh, I don't want to, you know, put it on them or whatever. But once you've asked, then um, they'll ask right back. So you'll be able to repay the favour. Uh, and the other one is being organised, which, again, none of these are glamorous. None of these are about going out and having my hair done, which I do love. Um, but they're not glamorous. I think I'm not a super organised. My house isn't always perfect, but I just have little rituals in place. Like the toy room can be a mess most of the week, but as long as all the toys are in the toy room and not through the house or having a speed clean every afternoon, um, uh, whatever it might be, but just finding ways to be organised. I love those tips so much. And I really appreciate that you first stated the whole thing that it's not about being perfect because I preach about 
that all the time with parenthood because you're not going to, that's unrealistic and you're setting yourself up for failure if you think that I'm going to do all these things perfectly every single day. It's not going to happen. And as soon as you give yourself, I guess, permission, that's okay if you make a mistake, just work on it again the next day. It makes the whole process go a lot easier. I did just want to touch on the um, crying bit quickly because that is something that I have realized in my own parenthood journey. With my first daughter, I don't know why I got the idea that it's like she was never allowed to cry. I think because I was so desperately wanting to be, you know, an attachment or a gentle parent, Mm -hmm. but I must have somehow misunderstood what that meant and thought I had to make sure she was happy and content 24 seven. But then with my second, and you know, that brought a lot of anxiety. Um, But then with my second, I realized if I need to get out of the shower, because that's of course, when you finally woke up, when I've got soap in my eyes and desperately dry myself and chuck on a pair of undies before I can pick you up, like it's okay because it's not five, 10 minutes of crying. It is literally going to be a couple of seconds, maybe a minute or two. And at the end of the day, at least you've quickly had a shower and you've filled your cup that little bit because we can't take care of our children well or effectively if we're not taking care of ourselves first. And so I think people need to understand that you can still be a conscious parent, as you put it, or attachment gentle parent while still meeting your own needs. And that's what I'm trying to bring forward here as well with the gentle counselor is working in a holistic way to bring both what is best for the child as well as what is best for the mum and then find a real nice, happy middle ground. And everyone might be a little bit different. Everyone might say, well, instead of leaving the baby in the cot, I'll bring the baby in the shower with me. And that's fine if you still get to have a shower that way. Or if your child is able to sit, you can place them on the floor in the shower. Or I mostly just put mine in a bouncer. So they were literally staring at me through the (laughs) the glass door of the shower. And that worked for us. Or like you said, five minutes of cartoons is not going to completely kill their brain if you get to have a quick workout. There's so many ways to make it work. And when I've tried doing a workout with my children around, my daughter ended up joining in. And then I realized, wow, what a great thing to role model to her. And getting a walk outside, some sunshine, vitamin D, everyone gets out of the house and into mm-hmm. nature for a little bit. I love going for walks with the kids, yeah. chuck them in the pram or the older one on a scooter and everyone seems mm-hmm. to have a nice time and it wears them out a little bit too. Exactly. I know sometimes it's a stretch to like, man, it takes me 15 minutes to get out of the house, sometimes <laughs> an hour. There's so many shoes to put on and toilet trips. But once we're out, I swear they're better kids and I'm a better parent when I'm out. You know, when we're at the playground, we're out and about because, you know, everyone's cup is being filled. And like you said, you made the best point, Crystal, that for teaching them how to look after themselves. I think that's our main job, teaching them the things so they can do it better. Yes, being that role model, because a lot of us may have not had that growing up. Um, and that can probably explain a lot why we don't understand how to take care of ourselves or why we thought we had to be so self-sacrificing all the time and couldn't ask for help because that was probably also never shown to us growing up. 
Um, and it's really important to be honest and show that with your children because that still comes back to the not being perfect thing. Our children need to see those imperfections so that they know as well that that's okay and we're all just trying our best at the end of the day. So who was your uh, biggest supporter through all of this? Yeah, my, my husband, my partner, um, we've been together, I want to say 12 years, but I'm not very good at remembering stuff like that, <laughs> but something like that. Um, and, you know, we've been through all of those trials and ups and downs and he knows the Jackie who is aligned um, and high vibing and, and, you know, filling my cup and he was the one who could gently it didn't feel gently at the time <laughs> remind me that things were not real good and I wasn't real happy last year um and but also like he was there to support me he you know cancelled his weekend and and I could go away and really take the time to look inside and work out what was going on um and that's like I said every day it's you know I ask for help he knows what's expected we're not perfect we still have those little moments um but our communication is so much better and I think it's really important to let them know that you're growing and let's grow together you know we've got to grow together and that's what we're really committed to doing um selfishly my online community you know my customers my clients as well as my team of mummies um having to show up for them every day, uh, even when sometimes I didn't feel like it, it was a blessing in disguise because it would help me drag myself out of those moments of really low self-doubt or, you know, when your ego voice is going crazy and telling you you can't do it. So um, as much as I'm there to support and teach and train them, they're there for me even more, even if they don't know it. Um, as well as girlfriends, right? Like I've got some girlfriends who I've been friends with for close to 30 years um, without giving too much away. And <laughs> just remembering that it's okay to be really real with them uh, and, and just share those moments of, of, of scary moments and, um, yeah, just share your heart. Definitely. What I've realised is that we are all thinking the same. And often we are all experiencing the same things. And once I realized that it was so liberating that now I'm happily an open book and I constantly get people that I've either freshly met or have met a few times and they'll say to me, I love how honest you are. And then I find that that gives them a safe space to open up as well. And then you end up having these amazing conversations with people and it can be really healing for both of you as well as bonding, of course. And then you get those friendships that last a long time. I do love that you make a point about your um, partner that we have to tell them. And I hate it so much. Sometimes I get stuck in that mode of, I don't want to have to tell him, but it's so true. I often just expect him to somehow magically know, and that's not going to do anyone any good. We're just like frustrated and they have no idea that we're annoyed. (laughs) exactly like what's wrong with you (laughs) before we end up wrapping this up share some of the best advice for our audience yeah I think I've covered a fair bit but honestly like we were just saying in that moment two seconds ago ask for help 
and put yourself first, right? So you have to put yourself first. It's not selfish care. It's self-care. It's not some glamour. I know you're seeing it on social media. Every single person is posting about it. But there's a reason everybody is posting about it. It's because it is the most important thing we can do for ourselves. Start small. You know, find one ritual, whether it's getting up five minutes early before the kids so you can at least have that quick shower or moving or eating an apple a day, whatever it is, start small and make that a habit before you introduce something else. Um, And then just ask for help. Like nobody can read minds. Um, So, well, maybe there's people out there who can, but but ask for help um, because you'll be liberated and they'll be liberated by you asking for help. Love it so much. Do you have any um, like tools or books or resources that you would like to share with us that you've found a lot of mental health support or inspiration from that you would recommend? Yeah. Well, my list is long, um, but let me give you just a couple. So The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I listen to everything I can't read these days because I fall asleep within two pages. Um, But it was probably one of the biggest um, breakthrough books for me. It talks about upper limiting beliefs and hitting your glass ceiling and, and stuff like that. So if you feel like there's lots of repeating patterns, you're not growing enough, you get to a certain point and then something happens, that's your book. Go and listen or read that one. Um, another huge one was um, the Tony Robbins and Russell Brand podcast episode so just google that and you'll find it i love anything by russell brand um he's pretty epic i look like he's so poetic in how he speaks but like just packs a punt so i follow him and just obsess with his stuff i didn't Um, realize how much knowledge he has to share until i saw a recent video Mm -hmm. of his and my mind was blown he has a lot of really good insight yeah yeah, he is one like knowledgeable and passionate man. Yeah, I'm totally obsessed there. Even so, there's something on Netflix, whether it's still there or not. He's he does like a stand up. Feel like it's about parenting from memory. It's hilarious. First thing my husband watched of him, we stayed up to like eleven watching it. It's really really good. Um, obviously, Brene Brown, Oprah, love Oprah. Um, but if you search empowered women or Kira Westwick, Instagram and Facebook. She's my business mentor, but she has a group um, called empowered women. I think on Facebook, I think it's public. So anyone can um, jump in it. And most weeks Kira interviews somebody in that, um, you know, empowerment, mental health, mindset, health realm. And they're just lives on Facebook and are really, really good worth watching. That's well, I could keep going, but (laughs) I know I find now my list is growing too, and now I've got yours to add to the list. I almost wonder when will I find the time to listen to all of these amazing things. That's why I walk by myself so I can actually do something. (laughs) I know I'm all about the audiobooks as well, makes it so much easier. All right, well, I think that's bringing us to the end of our episode. Do you have anything special that you can offer the audience listening today to do with your amazing business inspired mummies? Yeah. So I would love to offer, you know, any of the people listening 20% off um, my three session coaching 
packs. So if you go to inspiredmummies.com, um, the code will be gentle and you'll get 20% off my coaching session. So that's just about discovering your wellness vision. Um, we'll, we'll work out what's, what's limiting you um, and get some actions in place for you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, for joining us today and sharing that wealth of knowledge you have, Jackie. Thank you so much. I've loved it. If you would like to hear more or see more from Jackie, make sure you go and find her on social media, such as Facebook or Instagram at Inspired Mummies or head to her website, inspiredmummies.com. make sure that you have signed up to the monthly email with tips and freebies for the gentle counselor, such as intention setting, mindfulness practice, uh, some beautiful inspirational screensavers. These podcast episodes, such as our special guest today, Jackie, any exclusive pre-launch offers and discounts and more. Before you head off, please leave a review to help this podcast be shown for those who really need it. Share it everywhere and make sure to tag me at The Gentle Counselor and use the hashtag Gentle Counseling.